with some other platforms, when you don't post as often, your whole account drops, like the algorithms really drop your how much they're going to show your posts to people. That's not necessarily the case with Pinterest because Pinterest is so search-based. It's less algorithm-based, although a little bit, but it's much more search-based. So it's having those search terms in there. Today on the podcast, we're talking all about Pinterest and how to use it to effectively market your interior design business with Shana Heinrichy. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your interior design business? Then welcome to Wingnut Social, the podcast specifically designed to accelerate your business through increased social media presence, impactful online content, and translating industry experience into physical success. This is your design business tightly fastened. Now welcome the hosts of Wingnut Social, Darla Powell and Natalie Graff. Hey there, and welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I am your host, the Grand High Poobah of all things Wingnut, Darla Jethro Powell, and I am joined by the soulless ginger and the nag, Natalie Ann Graff. Hello, hello. Hey, Natalie, how the hell are you? I'm hanging in there. You are hanging in there, poor thing. You had a late night last night with fire department, and you had a car fire, and you didn't get any sleeps. No, I had someone choking at 11.30 at night that needed us just to tell them to go on over to the hospital. It's just stuck in that's, your esophagus. That's so inconsiderate. It is. How selfish. You, I know. You want to hear something funny? You had a call at one, and I I was up at one for no uh, reason. I was only up at one because I couldn't go back from the to sleep from uh, the call at 11.30. Once you're all jazzed up and you have that 911 adrenaline. Yeah, no, I slept all the way there. that's what happens when you're a gruntled 15 year veteran at this point a grizzled old veteran can you believe it's been 15 years oh you have only 10 more years to go and then you're retard i am i am and i'll only be 50 then we can get a winnebago and travel the country oh i don't know about that isn't that what old people do i'm not old at 50 darla i'm not either okay (laughs) natalie how much do we enjoy clothes shopping I hate it. I hate it too. Good Lord. Although I will say that because of my tequila and fish oil and Little Debbie diets, it wasn't as horrifying as I thought it would be, but still. No, we had some good friends recommend some uh, cocktails before we went and that helped, you know, it softens the blow a bit. That does. It sure makes those fluorescent lights in the dressing room look yes, a lot better. they do. <laughs> Nothing. I think you will actually almost have all your clothes for High Point. I'm the one that's lacking in that department. Yeah, I'm ex- lacking in the shoe department. Except we were trying on clothes today and you said, uh, honey, I don't think you can wear those pants without a little bit of Spanx. Spanx are good to hold everything in place. You know what? Thanks a lot. I appreciate You're that. That's nothing like self-esteem than... Hearing you need, your ass needs Spanx and your. <laughs> there ain't nothing wrong with some Spanx. Hey, you know what? I, I still have three and a half weeks as the time we're recording this. So anything could happen. Those, this is those true. little dimples could diminish. Uh huh. Okay, Spanky. <laughs> Natalie Ingraff. Yes. Shana Heinrichy. Oh, who's she? Oh, right. wait. I'm just kidding. Of course I know who Shana Heinrichy is. The director of Wingnut Social, our extraordinary gifted genius, mind behind the strategies and the social media brilliance, and has been delivering all that excellence to our Wingnut Social clients, you know, with the entire team. But still, she's the director, which means A, she directs, and B, I don't have a B. No. So- <laughs> I do. I have a B. Oh, okay. I've you had, are a B. Uh, this is true. I've had so many people send me little DMs or messages. Oh my God, Shana's amazing. Oh my God, Shana's amazing. So, oh yeah, they tell me, oh, don't let anything yeah. happen to Shana. Don't. Shana you, can't go anywhere. She can't go anywhere, but hopefully she's not going to listen to this episode because we don't want her to know that. Oh, shh. Don't shh. tell Shana. I don't think we can afford her to know that. <laughs> 
Natalie, it's been a hot minute since we talked about Pinterest. In a full-length episode, we did just recently have our mini-sode on Tailwind and how we can use Tailwind to grow your business. And I kind of wanted to chime in here and give... The wingnuts, just a little bit of information since I started. I started doing Tailwind. I was just going to interrupt you yeah. and say, so, Darla, does Tailwind work? Dar, dar, dar. Yes, it does. And I started doing Tailwind like the day after we recorded that episode. So I don't even think I've been quite doing it for two weeks. I know that it it's a little time consuming. I believe Sunday when I was trying to watch football, you were on your computer. And I'm like, what the heck are you doing? Oh, I'm catering my tailwind. <laughs> it does take a lot of time. Holy, holy poop balls. Okay, Natalie. So here are the stats. And this is just from the Wingnut Social Pinterest page. Because admittedly, I haven't really been focusing on Pinterest. And that's what that episode's all about. And little, you know, just listen, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be honest. We started using the Tailwind Tribes for the Wingnut Social Pinterest page on September the 8th. And since I have started using the Tailwind Tribes for Wingnut Social, my impressions have gone up 248%. The total audience has gone up 327%. Engagements, 267%. And engaged audience, 338%. And that's all just the organic traffic. I've been doing some paid pins as well. But the amazing thing about Pinterest is that you can separate them. Oh, Furrowed brow. Yes, paid pins. Natalie's part of the business. <laughs> so I wanted to share that with you. If you guys haven't checked out that Tailwind Tribes for Pinterest episode, the Monday Marketing Minisode, you can check it out at wingnutsocial.com slash podcast. It sounds to me like, darling, you should have started this uh, a little sooner with your Tailwind because it might actually be working. Listen, you know when the best time to plant a tree was? Yesterday. 20 years ago. You know when the second best time to plant a tree? When? Today. All right. <laughs> anyway, Pinterest, that's what we're going to talk about today with Shayna Heinrichsey, who's brilliant, and is going to share with us her Pinterest insights so we can just kind of get back in the Pinterest game and refocus on it because it's excellent for your reach, for your blogs, for your website, for your podcast, believe it or not. <laughs> so let me tell you guys a little bit about Shayna Ann Heinrichsey. What's her middle name? I don't, I don't know. know. You just gave her one. I like Ann. Shayna Ann. Shayna Ann. Shayna Ann. Time to come to dinner. Shayna Heinrichsey is the director of social media at Wingnut Social. She has extensive experience in social media, public relations, and SEO optimization. Sounds to me like she's a pretty smart cookie. She is a smart cookie. And if you guys missed her first episode, go over again to wingnutsocial.com slash podcast and just kind of put Shayna in that little search bar and you can see her first episode. She talked all about authenticity, but I digress. Help me in welcoming Shayna Heinrichsey to the Wingnut Social Podcast. Hey there, Shayna Heinrichsey. Welcome to the podcast. How the hell are you? I'm great. Glad to be here. Yeah, we're so glad to have you again. We were telling the Wingnuts about your previous interview, your episode, all about authenticity, and we got amazing feedback from that. So it made all the sense in the world to have you back to talk about Pinterest. Wait a minute. I think it made more sense to have her back to talk about Pinterest because she really knows about Pinterest. <laughs> and Darla's over here going, hmm, Tailwind, Tribes, you know, what am I going to do? Yeah, exactly. We haven't talked about Pinterest in quite a while. So Shayna is the expert. And also, before we introduce Shayna here, we actually kind of almost guessed her middle name. I said it was Shayna Ann Heinrichsey, and it is... Antoinette. Antoinette. <laughs> we were close. Actually, I was kind of right. It was a nickname, right? Shayna Ann. You know, 
she didn't put that on in her payroll, so we actually had oh, no idea. I think that's a deduction. Mm, we'll have to talk about that, <laughs> Shana. <laughs> All right, Shana. So, I, again, I was telling the Wingnuts what an amazing job you're doing as the director of Wingnut Social and how everybody is super, super happy with you. And they said nothing can ever happen to you. You can go nowhere. So you're pretty much trapped. You're stuck. So I hope you're okay with doing these from time to time. Oh, yeah. I love doing the podcasts. And you're so good. And you never say, um, you never mess up. Oh, no. So good. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> pressure you can live up to, I'm sure. So let's just dive in, shall we? Let's talk about Pinterest. It's no secret to the audience that I have been very neglectful with Pinterest for Wingnut Social and both Darla Powell interiors. I mean, we've been throwing some pins in there, but I haven't really just been spending you know, the hours that it takes. And we did pick up Tailwind. We did start doing tribes. And I shared some of the stats, which I shared with you earlier today to the audience listening. So let's just dive in. Tell us, first of all, what sets Pinterest apart from some of the other social media platforms out there? I know everyone's obsessed with Instagram, maybe on a lesser level, Facebook, but why Pinterest? Google image search is why Pinterest. Your images that you put on Pinterest get indexed and come up under Google image search. So when you hear about people, an awful lot of businesses, Pinterest is their second driver of traffic to their website under Google search. The reason is because their videos are actually showing up in Google image search, that's what's driving the bulk of the traffic. So you have to create your posts for Pinterest as its own platform, but you kind of also have to create them for Google image search at the same time. And that's where you'll get the massive amount of traffic from. And I have discovered that, especially since we've been doing the Tailwind Tribes, we are getting a boost for sure to the website. And Darla Powell Interior is also my design side site. All right. So you did mention that the video is getting found in a Google search once it's been indexed on Pinterest. And that's something relatively recent Pinterest has done, and they've added video to their format. So how do you make sure that it's searchable on Google, that it is indexed? What are some of the tips that you can take? Well, make certain that the file name of the image is something that has your business name in it and is really clear about what the image is. Like the actual file name when you upload it should be something that is searchable. So that's a big one. But then also for the videos, you just construct them just like you would any other Pinterest post, really focusing on SEO and keywords, much more so than what you want to say. The actual caption of the post is searchable on Pinterest. And it's not like on Instagram, for example, what you put in the caption or even the description of yourself on your profile. None of that's searchable, but it all is on Pinterest. Also, it still does matter what the actual file name is, not just what you're titling it, but what you just happen to call it on your, your computer before you upload it. Absolutely, for photos and for video. Ah, oh, I didn't know that. And I'll be honest, I am not quite sure I was doing that. Yeah, it's the same thing for your website, too. It's similar, like the file name of the actual photo that you put up onto your website matters and helps them be able to find and know what that image is or what it's about. Right. And that I was aware of. And I guess it makes sense if there's like a circling back to Google and having it find your images. That, that makes total sense. Natalie, go. Yeah. Darla has so many questions here. <laughs> this is why we pick Shane's brain. So how would an interior designer, because we are focusing on them a little bit, how would they benefit from Pinterest? 
There are a lot of different ways. I especially recommend Pinterest for interior designers who are bloggers because it's a great platform for bloggers or for those who have product lines. So you can actually sell directly from Pinterest. So when you enable that with your website and actually indexes price changes and everything in your catalog, if you're actually selling products, you can sell them straight from Pinterest and that can be really effective. So if you're big into blogging or selling products, you must spend a significant amount of time on Pinterest. And by significant, can you give me an hours there? (laughs) Roundabout rough figure. Come on. Not really hours, but in those cases, you might want to spend more time on Pinterest than Instagram. So um, what do you think is the biggest misconception that interior designers have about Pinterest? That it's just like Instagram. I agree. That uh, kind of is that floating around there, that it's Instagram, but taller and skinnier. Yeah, taller (laughs) and skinnier. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing like Instagram. It really isn't. And I'm learning that the more I'm really just focusing on diving in deep here with the, again, to be redundant, the Tailwind Tribes. So what demographic can interior designers expect to find on Pinterest? Is there a way to narrow that down so they're reaching their ideal audience like you can on Facebook and even sometimes on Instagram? Well, Pinterest is heavily female. It's the most female of the social platforms out there. So it's a lot of women and it spans more age groups, but it tends to be especially women in their 30s and 40s, which is a good demographic for interior designers to be reaching. Although I know some interior designers want that demographic a little bit older, but People who are a little older are still using Pinterest. It's just that the majority tends to be 30s and 40s. And it tends to be people who are focusing on life moments. So that's a really good tip for how you create your content. People who are dealing with weddings, buying their first house, graduating, creating a new wardrobe for themselves, getting their first job. So it's really important to stress that life moment idea. If you can relate any of your images to those life moments, do so in Pinterest and use those keywords in your caption. So how would that relate to an interior designer posting a beautiful picture of their space? How could you give us an example of how that might work? If it was like a really nice bathtub that would be appropriate for this, you could talk in the caption about bathing your baby in this tub. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you could talk about it as, oh, this is a great small space design for people who are moving into their first apartment. Oh, I see. Okay. So that makes sense. So not your, it might not be your life experience as much, but you're reaching out to someone with their life experience. Right. Yeah. Ah, okay. Got it. Okay. Couldn't you imagine having a beautiful wedding in this garden? Ah, I see. Okay. A a little light bulb. Yes. It's all clear. It's perfect for interior design. It really is. Interior design can bring in and tie themselves to life moments like so easily. I see that. And thanks for explaining that to me. Go ahead, Nat. So everybody talks about creating content and recycling content. It's a big topic. Do we create special content for one platform and recycle it on the other? Does that apply to a Pinterest as well? Yeah. For Pinterest, it's important that you create some of 
your own content, ideally, but you can also use images of your finished designs and post all of those to Pinterest. So you can do a little bit of both. So your finished designs, make certain you get all of them up there. Any of your good pictures. Pinterest isn't a place to throw in all of the little pictures that aren't as nice. Instead, focus on the good ones. You don't really want to use a lot of in-process pictures, just really focused on the finished product. But then in addition to that, you should be creating some form of infographics. That's what's really going to get you a lot of traffic and a lot of notice on Pinterest. So design tips, for example, different colors for this season, and just arrange that stuff in a nice way. Put the text on there. It doesn't have to be fancily designed. You don't need a professional designer for it. You can do it in Canva. But really creating that sort of separate content that is the content that you can really promote on Pinterest. Okay, great advice. And I have noticed that too. Anything that's like an infographic or has like a little bit of, uh, you know, bedazzled, here's what you're going to get if you click on this link is something that's really enticing to the eye. Those do really well on Pinterest. So getting to what does really well on Pinterest, we have been covering it some, but in your your opinion, being the great high social media director, (laughs) (laughs) what makes a terrific Pinterest account? What should our designers listening be looking for when creating their Pinterest account? Definitely get all those finished designs up there and really put some effort and think about what are things that people really want to know from you? What is the stuff that consumers want to know from designers but might not be getting? And if you can provide infographics that have like a little bit more detail on them, that will help yours to stand out. I found generally that if you can give a lot of detail, people are really happy with that. So take your blogs and figure out ways to convert them to be visually represented. Okay, so we know what we're looking for. We know what you want to post. How often do we have to do this? It's really up to you. With Pinterest, you can do content occasionally, or you can do a lot of content and you can still be successful with it. So with some other platforms, when you don't post as often, your whole account drops, like the algorithms really drop your how much they're going to show your posts to people. That's not necessarily the case with Pinterest because Pinterest is so search-based. It's less algorithm-based, although a little bit, but it's much more search-based. So it's having those search terms in there. So sometimes people do a really good infographic that they put a lot of effort into once a month and then do a few other pins as their images come out for different projects that they're shooting, that are they're finishing up. And those little infographic ones can really carry your whole Pinterest. So it's as much as you're able to. I think if you can do an infographic once a month, that would be great. That's awesome. And you know, getting back to another question about that, I forgot to ask you on the curated versus recycling stuff. If we're curating content for our Pinterest, that's great. They're getting to your website. But my question is, a lot of Pinterest activity is repinning. We're finding other accounts that are beautiful, and we're pinning them to our beautiful bedrooms board. Has that helpful at all with SEO for us? Or that's really more helpful for the original poster or the original designer, right? How does that help anyone? 
It is helpful in your content that's on your boards being seen. So therefore, it can increase discovery of your boards. It's not helping you outside of Pinterest, really, like in Google image search and people seeing your content. It's not doing that, but it's helping your boards be more discoverable. So that's a good trick to get you more followers on Pinterest. Okay, so that makes sense. So getting back to it being foundable, foundable, is that a word? Findable (laughs) by Google and getting that SEO going on, that's really just going to be the ones generated from your URL, your website. Yes, yep. Yes, okay, all right, just making sure that that was complete understanding. Hey there, Wingnuts, do you love doing your own social media but just don't have a sound strategy in place? Are you just throwing images at the wall hoping they stick to your ideal client? Well then, Natalie and I are super excited to tell you about our Wingnut Social Strategy Package. One of our expert social media wingnuts will help you discover your goals, analyze your current performance, build your customized social marketing plan, and coach you on the implementation. It's a tremendous value, and you can find out more by going to wingnutsocial.com services or by giving us a call at one eight seven seven wingnut Again, that's wingnutsocial.com slash services or one eight seven seven wingnut Now, back to the show. So you're basically, so I understand this correctly, and you know, let's, put it, in, let's put it in Natalie terms here. Uh-uh. In Natalie terms, that's scary, I know. So if I have a couple, say I have four or five hours to dedicate solely to Pinterest, I can do that, let's say every Monday. So it's not going to penalize me that if I accidentally miss a Monday and I come in two weeks, I'm still good to go because it's not like all the other platforms. I have nothing to worry about pretty much, right? I won't say you have nothing to worry about, but much less. Okay. So it's okay with Pinterest if you miss some times. Ideally, it's somewhat steady in how you post. But what really works on Pinterest is getting something to really be viral. That's really your goal is to get one thing that really hits. And to do that, you don't necessarily have to post consistently all of the time. So it's much less of a worry than other platforms. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about how we get something to go viral. I know that we can use hashtags now on Pinterest. Is that part of that play or what would you suggest? Hashtags, you can use a few hashtags. The jury's still out a little bit on hashtags on Pinterest. Some say a couple are effective. Some studies have shown that they're not effective at all. So it's really, it's a little unclear there. I'd say use a couple, use a few, use two to three of them, but really instead focus on the keywords within your text. So when you repurpose content that's from Instagram onto Pinterest, I just want to be clear that you really do have to rewrite the captions. So the captions need to be written completely differently for Pinterest than for other platforms. And that's part of how you get it to go viral is by really focusing on that SEO and putting the keywords in that need to be in there. Now, it's also about having the right content and promotion can really help. So here's something that I see a lot of people do and I've run before for brands that I represent. You can create a really good infographic, create a few And you find one that's doing pretty well. This one's doing better than the others. It's doing really well. 
then create a landing page on your website. So it's taking them to a very specific landing page and then promote that pin. And I've seen things that were promoted five years ago still bringing in the biggest source of traffic to a brand's website because it just keeps being repinned. It just keeps being used by all these different boards and it's all over the place and everyone likes it. And so it's evergreen content that applies now as much as it did then and can really be a massive traffic driver. Okay, so let me just make sure I understand you. So you get a pin that's doing really, really well organically and then you give that pin its own... URL within your website? What's the point of doing that? How does that make it better? You want to make certain that the URL that they're being led to from that pin is something that's specifically related to that pin and the content you want to deliver to those people. That helps reduce the bounce rate. Ah, okay. Okay. So that makes sense. And that's relatively easy to do unless you have a custom CMS like we do. So really, whenever you're doing social ads, if it's possible for you, you want to create a custom landing page for that ad, for any ad that you're doing. But for the Pinterest one, it needs to be one that you can leave there for a long time and will have relevant information. It might even say something about, hey, Pinterest fans, you can be really clear about it. Like, this is for Pinterest people. Here's what I think you want to know about my site. Here's about me as a business. So give them the information that they want that will apply to them. Really write it for Pinterest users. Wow, I love that tip. I, guess what I'm going to do, Ellen Danick? Oh, no. Watch <laughs> take, out. Take a shot. Have a whiskey. Go ahead, Nat. So let me see if I can understand it in my terms here. <laughs> so these ads that you're talking about, obviously, everybody knows all about the Facebook ads, Instagram ads, you pay to play. Is that seemingly what Pinterest may be trying to lean towards? Or I mean, are the more money you put behind a pen on Pinterest, does it perform better for you? I mean, obviously, yes. But I mean, I know we've talked a lot about organic traffic. So how much should you advertise on Pinterest if you're trying to get something out there? Good question. Advertising on Pinterest is a really good play. But that's why I want you to make certain that you have something that's performing well first before you do it. So if you have something that's performing really well, try putting $20 behind it. Try upping it to $100 if it still seems to be catching on. The money you put behind it, just like with other social platforms, isn't a guarantee of a certain number of people seeing it, but it will really help to increase your followers. It will help to increase discovery of your boards, and that can also lead traffic to your site. So to me, advertising on Pinterest is a really good play, especially if you're a blogger out there and you really want more readers to read your blog. Now, first, you have to have a really good blog that's really consistent and you know, you're really nailing that blog. You're doing a great job on it. And then promoting those posts on Pinterest can really help dramatically increase your readership and get more people subscribed to your blogs if you do it right. All right. And to your point, I wanted to tell Natalie, since we did kind of really start ramping this up on September the 8th, I did share with the audience the organic reach, how it's gone up by the percentages. But let's look at paid and earned really quickly. <laughs> so the impressions that we have, oh, let's see, September 6th, I had the impressions were very, very low. I think we had on Pinterest, I want to say we had 
an average of 17,000 monthly views on there. And since I've been boosting, boosting isn't the right word, but doing paid promoted pins is the word, we've gone up to 71,000 monthly views. And that's been in about the span of two or three weeks. And the impressions are up to almost 100,000. Total audience is almost up to 100,000. It's If you could see the graph, I should probably put it in the show notes, and I, I think I will. It's just night and day difference. And that's just on the promoted. And the great thing that Pinterest does has is analytics that really breaks down everything really well. You can see, is my money being spent well? And you can... You can see that the promoted pins increase your reach by a buttload. Yeah, I totally agree with that. They can make a huge difference on Pinterest and they can really drive a lot of traffic for you. Now, for some people, traffic to their website isn't the most important thing to them. They need other sorts of things to sustain your business. If you're someone who's dealing with a lot of like really high-end interior design clients, All sorts of people who aren't interested in that coming to your website might not help you that much. So in that case, it might be more advertising on Instagram. So you really need to think about if you're doing the Pinterest advertising, the goal is really to get traffic to your website. So consider when you're trying to decide how to spend your ad dollars and spend your marketing money, think about what really needs to be your goal for the type of business you want to build. Excellent. Now let's give you a little on the spot question. Uh oh. If you had to rank Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and Twitter in an order <laughs> of priority for an interior designer, where would Pinterest be? I think I know where Twitter is. Well, I know where you think Twitter is. I didn't ask you. <laughs> I asked Shayna. Well, for interior designers, honestly, it's up in the air between Instagram and Pinterest. If you are a serious blogger, you might actually want to focus more on Pinterest than Instagram. Or if you are selling products, you might want to focus a little products that can be bought via a website. You might want to focus more on Pinterest. Those who are selling ultra high-end, one-of-a-kind items for products, those probably aren't going to sell via Pinterest that well. So in which that case, I would definitely say focus more on Instagram. So it's kind of a toss-up. It depends on your business, but it's definitely one or two for interest or Pinterest. For most people, it's Instagram, but there are some where Pinterest should definitely be up there. And I would argue that we should even put YouTube ahead of Twitter and maybe sometimes even ahead of Facebook. Oh, wow. And where, so Facebook comes in third or kind of second, depending on how you look at it, with Pinterest and uh, Instagram tied for first, do you think? Yeah. I mean, if I had to order it for most interior designers, it would probably be Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Wow. Facebook is really going down. Well, if you're advertising on Facebook, that's amazing. Advertise. But for organic on Facebook, yeah, I'd put it down. Did you see how elegantly she answered that question to where not to back herself in a corner for anything? (laughs) That was perfect. Listen, she's a master's degree in communication. I'm just saying, I just noticed that 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 was awesome. It's (laughs) not the same for everybody. And she made sure everybody knew that. That's great. Shana, thank you again for giving us all these light bulb tips on Pinterest. And Wingnuts, if your head is spinning, don't worry. And if you don't want to do this yourself, we can totally do it for you. Because like I like to say, I like to hire people who are way smarter than me to handle all this stuff. because. There's no way. (laughs) There's no way I can do it. And Shana is the most brilliant that you will find. Shana, now I have to ask you if you're ready for an abbreviated 
What Up Wingnut Round since you've already done it once. We got a couple new questions for you. I'm ready. Now it's time for What Up Wingnut. Wingnut. Shana Heinrichsen, what would the hashtag on your tombstone be? Hashtag more glitter, less better. <laughs> I remember you told me that and the other Shana, day. It's hilarious. I believe you came up with that question. She did. I this is her did. That, that, that is question. her question. Mm-hmm. That's everybody's favorite question. It is. And second, but last, but not least, <laughs> please recommend a book that has had a profound effect on you, either personally or professionally. I don't do a lot of the business books. I'm not a big fan of them, except for when, Darla, you make me read them. <laughs> one of the only times I read them. But there is one, it's an older book that I really liked about marketing called QR Codes Kill Kittens. And <laughs> it's by Scott Stratton. And just for the record, I'm very against killing kittens. That's why we do not bumbles. use QR codes. Yeah, poor little Bumble. The book goes through a lot of really kind of dumb marketing things that marketers do. And he says that about QR codes because some people have put them on buses. So you have this moving bus going by with a QR code on it that people can't scan. And we used to find QR codes in all really not so bright areas. But it's really about thinking through what you're doing and applying some strategy and common sense to how you're going about communicating and marketing. And I found it really amusing and enlightening. That's the first time I've heard that one. QR codes kill kittens. I have to grab that. That title alone. (laughs) And who's the author again? I'm sorry, I didn't. Scott Stratton. Scott Stratton. All right. What an excellent recommendation. I'm going to add that to my Audible queue. Shana, tell the Wingnuts listing where they can find you and your services. (laughs) (laughs) At wingnutsocial.com. Wow. Wingnut Social on Instagram. Oh, what a coincidence. Oh, and they can even email us at info at wingnutsocial.com. Yeah, to handle all this Pinterest. Gosh, it's a lot more complicated than just throwing up a pin and a pretty picture. It really is. But thank you again, Shana, for breaking that down for us. We really appreciate you and value you here at Wingnut Social. We couldn't do it without you. Thank you. Darla. Yes. Okay. We all know that I am not the social media guru and the geek, and I don't know all this stuff, but let me tell you, Pinterest... Shana broke that down to where even I could understand a little Did bit. Did you? Did you understand it? A really? little bit, but yeah, I'm probably not going to go look at Did it. Did you though? Yeah. I think you learned something. I did. Actually, I really did. I'm telling you, I am rededicating myself to Pinterest. I've been diving oh, in sorry, like Ellen. crazy. Tailwind is a beast. It's it is. a beast, but how long do I sit there? Because Forever. I, we have our own tribe, and if you're not in our Tailwind tribe, go look up Design Bloggers United. That's the tribe for Darla Powell Interiors. It's fired up. It's getting there. It's growing in reach and bounds, and I can't tell you. And I, I did start up some tribes for Wingnut Social. One of them is called Podcast Peeps. So if you're listening out there and you have a podcast, look that one up. That one hasn't really gotten off the ground yet because I don't have the same kind of following or people traction. there on wingnut social yeah. traction thank you you haven't yeah. been there you haven't you haven't mm-hmm. been on pinterest as long as long yeah and now that i'm dedicating to boy it's really just the percentages are really growing i now with the promoted pins and everything i want to see going down the road how that's going to translate into money in my pocket that'd be nice and if anybody has any questions is listening obviously info at wingnutsocial.com please i mean yeah that's right that's the email i know <laughs> Long day. It's a long day. Long day. So if you have any questions, you want to know something, you want to pick our brain, you want to pick Shana's brain, hey, info 
at wingnutsocial.com. Shane is probably the brain you're gonna want to Yeah, pick. ours is a little fried right now. Shane is where you escalate to. Yes. If it's something <laughs> we can't answer, it goes right to the top. No, it's like this. If it's something you can't answer, I answer it. And if it's something I can't answer, Shane answers it. And I am the low man on the totem pole. Mm, pretty much. When it comes to the technical stuff, yeah, you are. Of course. Yeah, sorry about that. All right, so I think that's it for this week, Nat. You got anything else? Nope, so long. See ya. You've reached the end of this episode of Wingnut Social, but that's only your first step. Be sure to head to wingnutsocial.com to reach out to us directly and schedule your free consultation with one of our Wingnut Social Media Specialists to take your business from social mediocre to social media master. We'll see you on the next episode of Wingnut Social, your social media tightly fastened. That is a drop of water. Because admittedly. I'll tell you what, this podcast here is hard work. Good boy, Mango.